All right, all right, all right. Let's see if this is working. I don't know if uh, the coronavirus got into my computer or what, but it does not look like my but I am going to just keep on going here. What I wanted to do is I wanted to talk this morning a little bit about the um, Psalm chapter 1. I'm going to focus on verse 3 this morning. And it basically, here's what, not basically, here's exactly what verse 3 says of Psalm 1. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also, also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. And I want to focus on that and this idea of a tree and being a like a tree or like this tree exactly, specifically, in this time of coronavirus. So who shall be like a tree? Well, humans in general are like trees. And the Bible uses the analogy for humans and trees as pretty common. And so, but you and I as Christians are to be like these trees that are planted by rivers of water that are bringing forth our fruit in season and where our leaf is not withering, and whatever we do as this tree by rivers of water, we shall prosper. So if we go back to verses 1 and 2, it helps us, it helps us see uh, how we can be like that tree planted that is prospering in all that we do. First, we follow God's ways. His ways being his laws, his principles, and when we get to the New Testament, following his heart, that is super important. Very, very important to do that. And we can, mi we can miss that a lot of times, that, that the law is such a blessing and is such a good thing for us. So we want the law to be there to help us know when we're getting off track. But the law in itself does not help us get back on track or does not bring us healing but it is the uh, the law is an identifier that helps us identify where we're not able to follow Jesus or where we're not planted by rivers of water so the first is a positive we do follow God's ways we are not those who hate the law we love the law and all that the law does for us knowing the law cannot bring us into eternal life or an abundant life here on earth. And then the author follows with three do nots, three negatives of how, who shall be like this tree? Who shall be like this tree living by living water? And the first do not is those who do not line up with the wicked. Now this line up with the wicked can be said in a different way and walk in the counsel of the ungodly which it's really that we don't walk as those people who walk that are always getting advice from the wrong people, but who are also getting the advice from their worst self or from their old dead self or from just their emotional or just their intellectual self. So not lining up with the wicked means we're actually walking in the spirit. The second do not here is we do not share the sinner's way. And I, that, that kind of is an odd way to put it, but we don't take part 
in the actions of sinners. We can see this is not taking part in doing what is wrong and speaking what is wrong and acting in the wrong ways. And I would think also being in the way of the sinner is having judgment in our heart. And this, this third one, the third do not, is we do not sit in the seat of the scorner which is in a way taking the position that we despise the virtue around us. We despise those trying to do good. We despise those trying to do things that are right and um, trying to be good. So who shall be like this tree that's planted by rivers of living water? We shall if we follow his ways. And then we have these three do nots that we can follow that are guidelines and also will help us see if we're not um, following God's ways. So as this tree is being a human during the coronavirus, where do we actually then need to be located? Where is this tree located? Now, most of us now are humans are located in front of social media, are located in front of a phone app with news, are located with 24 hours, seven days a week media uh, about the virus. In fact, it's like almost knocked everything else off the screen except for the coronavirus but then where is this tree located when we find out where this tree is located that this tree that is being blessed this tree that's being prosperous this tree that has its roots sunk into the ground by the river when we know where that tree is then we know where we can be and where we're supposed to be during this time right now again most of us seem to have our roots pretty deep into the soil of news media, into the soil of social media. So this tree is located. I'm going to read Psalm 1-3 again. It says, And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall, also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. So this, this, this tree that's bringing life, that this tree that's being attractive by having its leaves never wither, it is located by rivers of water. It is located by, when we think river, we think fresh water. We don't think lake that's being drained. We don't think a swamp. We don't think an ocean that's salty. We think rivers of living water. And water, especially living water, water like as in a stream, in all cultures, all religions, in all geographic locations, in all the times of history of humanity that I can think of, always means life, it means health, it means wholeness, it means healing, it means cleanliness, it means refreshing. So this rivers means a consistent flow of water that is necessary for life. We are, you and I are Christians, are to be planted next to living water. Plant it next to living water. So I want you to take a minute and ask yourself, am I planted today in my neighborhood, where I'm at in my home, am I planted by the living water of Scripture, of Jesus, of Holy Spirit? And we're going to get a little bit more into what that living water is here in a minute. But ask yourself, where are you planted? To be planted means where am I pulling my nutrients from? Where am I pulling my water from? So if you're not pulling your water from these, this river of living water, then where are you getting it from? And once you, once you recognize that, you might be able to see some of the anxiety problems, some of the, the fear problems, some of the things that are in your life and in your mind 
because your roots are rooted in the wrong thing. So we are to be planted next to living water, not visiting living water, not living in a desert or a dry place and then trying to always get to the river of living water, but we are to be planted next to living water. To be planted by a river, to be planted by rivers of life, means roots down, sunk into the soil, firmly set, can't be moved, not living in the river, because we're no good, we're, we're no use to people and to things and to the animals that need a tree to be in the middle of the river. We want to be near the river so we have all the benefits of the river, strongly rooted, while still providing fruit and shade and protection for people. And the cool thing that when you think about a tree and analogy of a tree being a person, that the the tree, even when something dies off a tree or is cut off a tree, as that tree, if it's firmly rooted and it's healthy, it's going to continue to provide, even after it's been damaged in some way, that tree's going to provide for furniture, it's going to provide for even fire uh, when, when dead wood falls off it and things like that. So to be this, this, this tree planted by the river means roots down, sunk into the soil of Jesus, sunk into the soil of the Holy Spirit. And so keep asking yourself during this whole corona thing, coronavirus thing, where are my roots planted? What am I drawing from? And once you find out what you're drawing from, you'll see the results you're getting in your life. You'll see how much fear, you'll see how much anger, you'll see how much anxiety. You may even see, you'll, you'll probably find how much judgment you have towards people that are being afraid, but we might get to that in a moment. So if you're struggling with fear, anxiety right now during this time, if you're struggling with judgment, if you're struggling with uh, doubt, if you're struggling with lack of hope, then you might just not have your roots sunk deeply enough into the ground. You might not be pulling from the river of life. Now, a lot of us are talking about, I see it a lot on Facebook about fear and anxiety, and I wrote something yesterday and put it on Facebook about fear and anxiety and how, we, how it hurts our immune system, how we can boost our immune system in just a natural way, and I might get more to that later on in the week, but what I'm noticing is a real, uh, another bent, another side of like um, pride or judgment or feeling superior because we aren't afraid so we're judging the people that are afraid but if we're not afraid that means we're blessed and something's going on right then we're actually supposed to be a help and a comfort and a hope and encouragement to those that are afraid to those that are in fear to those don't who have hope not just correcting them not just and I, and I love the funny stuff don't get me wrong I like all that stuff and I think we should be talking positively and we should be unafraid at the same time we our, our roots aren't sunk very deep into the kingdom our roots aren't sunk very deep into the river of life if we're judging people for being afraid so what is this river of life that we're be, to be connected to and a lot of times and I've done this for years you just assume it's Jesus but Jesus is the giver of the river of life but Jesus himself says that he's not the river of life, and that's an odd thing. Um, but uh, I'm going to give you a scripture here in just a minute. That Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit as the one we connect to in order to have rivers of living water flowing from us. And we see that in John 37, 38, and 39. This is out of the NIV. 
on the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Whoever believes in me, I'm going to repeat 38, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. So we believe in Jesus, but then Jesus himself, now this he said about the spirit whom those believed in him were to receive, for as yet the spirit had not yet been given, but Jesus was not yet glorified. Jesus is basically prophesying that when he leaves, that somebody that we need more than him being here in person, that being the Holy Spirit, will come. And when he comes and we believe in Jesus and we receive and accept a continued infilling of the Holy Spirit, that we will then have rivers of life flowing from us and we will be planted by the river of life. Now, one way I like to see that, because Scripture sometimes does that, that Jesus gives this and the Holy Spirit gives this. And we like to give Jesus all the credit because Jesus is often the easier entity or the easier part of the Godhead for us to accept because we have his example in the Gospels and he's fully human, he's fully God and those things. But what I like to do, what helps me, is that Jesus is the older brother, the perfect older brother that's a model of how I live. And yes, he's in heaven and he's also living in and through me. But he, again, he himself said, that he has to leave in order that the Holy Spirit will come in order to energize us, in order to comfort us, in order to convict us at all times as if Jesus himself, my older brother, was living here with me and always protecting me, always guiding me, always encouraging me, always comforting me. So I like to like separate those, but I think that if we don't separate that and think Holy Spirit different from the teaching of Jesus, different from the principles of Jesus, that we miss out on the gift and the power and the things of the Holy Spirit. And I think a lot of times that right now in the like the Holy Spirit, I'm sorry, not the Holy Spirit crisis or the Holy Spirit virus, but we do need the Holy Spirit virus. We should be infecting ourselves or exposing ourselves to the virus that is the Holy Spirit so that, that we're inundated with that, we're empowered by that. But I think that if a lot of times we just take the principles of Scripture, the principles of the gospel, the principles of Jesus, and we take them as like a line of doctrine or like here's my little box and, and I'm going to use this to fight the coronavirus. I'm going to like take my stand about these things in a very boxy, clumsy, awkward, like not not very like uh, fluid, not very viable, not very life-giving way. And we forget that these principles are actually embodied in Jesus, empowered by the Holy Spirit. So principles without the presence are not as powerful as we hope they will be. So principles without the presence of God, without the presence of Holy Spirit, they don't seem to, um, they don't seem very injectable. It's kind of like we we have them, but we don't know what to do with them. So we 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 walk around like here's my here's my principle. So don't I'm not going to be afraid or I'm not going to be judgmental. And but to really and we we take this and it's my coffee. Ah, that tastes good. Some good coffee there. But what we have is. A lot of us have principles without the presence, and I want to encourage you that you're, you're thinking not just principles, not just what's my 
religious politics. That's just what's my stand. Not I have to not be afraid or anything like that, but just the, the, the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Yes to principles, but lived out and applied by the presence of God, by the heart of God, like teaching us through the Holy Spirit. So during this time of the coronavirus, if we're like trees, and all humanity in the scripture is used as trees, as, as trees, as examples of trees, trees and men, trees and human. But as this example, as a Christian that's by living water, we have this, we have this entirely other, other way to look at it. So what's the results of a healthy tree in Psalms 1, 2, and 3, specifically Psalms 3? And I'm going to go back and read Psalm 3. And it says, And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. So I've talked a little bit about what it looks like to be that tree. And we, it, is, it is Christians, but there are results of a healthy tree. And I just talked on how principles without presence are not nearly as powerful as we hope they are. So if we take the principles of Jesus and we try to act them out and live them out, what we forget is that Jesus um, had the presence of the Holy Spirit with him before sending the Holy Spirit when he left. I know that gets a little bit uh, complex, but it's real simple. He himself says, I have to leave, so somebody that's more valuable for you living your life has to come, and that's the Holy Spirit. And so when we have these principles of don't be afraid, it's not just a principle, it's a principle of don't be afraid, empowered, comforted by the Holy Spirit for us then to walk out not being afraid, not being anxious, and not being judgmental, which, again, I've seen a lot of judgment on Facebook, and I think that that's probably worse than Christians walking in fear is Christians walking in judgment. So if you're not afraid during this time and you feel good and you feel strong and you feel healthy and you've got a clear head, then start helping people find their way to that river that you're anchored by. And that's really the healthy tree. So this healthy tree, this healthy Christian that's anchored by the river of life has their roots sunk deep. They're drawing from principles are drawing from presence are drawing from holy spirit for right now words right now language not words or language that worked 10 years ago or 10 minutes ago but right now as we're engaging with people and talking to people but there's something that we look like we look like something we're meant to look like something and again verse three that brings forth his fruit in his season his leaf shall not wither and this blessing that we have is to be fruitful God makes us fruitful, and we will organically, easily, without a lot of effort, bring forth good fruit when we're anchored in him. And if we're not bringing forth good fruit, even in bad times, but definitely if we're not bringing forth good fruit in, in, in right season, then we are probably anchored in the culture, rooted in the culture of the world, Rooted right now probably in the culture of coronavirus and 24-7 news. So God makes us fruitful so that we can be a blessing to others. Genesis 12, 12, I think it's 1, 2, and 3 right in there says that God's going to bless Abraham in order for him to be a blessing to all of his neighbors and all those around him. So I want to encourage you to be anchored in, to be, to be rooted into this good stuff of God. Absolutely. But then start looking at where am I fruitful and then start producing that fruit. 
And uh, so when we delight in the law of the Lord, it says here in, in Psalm 1, 1, 2, and 3, when we delight in his law, then what happens is there's a delight. And we're not sad that we're like, oh, I have to follow God's word. I can't be afraid or I can't be judgmental. But we start delighting in his word and then we become prosperous. We become a blessing. We become fruitful. And a lot of us stay away from, well, well I don't want to be prosperous. But we do want to be prosperous. It is selfish not to want to be prosperous. It's selfish to not, let me let me right, say this a, a, a right a, a better way. It's selfish to only want enough for yourself because then you can never give. And Scripture makes it really clear it's better to give than to receive. So in order to be a giver consistently, we have to consistently be blessed and consistently be fruitful and consistently be good stewards so that we have an abundance to give over to other people. Right now, it could just be on Facebook. It could just be on emails and texts. It could just be encouraging. It could just be prayer. But it could be running errands for somebody who doesn't want to get out in uh, this sort of situation who is struggling with fear. And instead of posting something on Facebook about how you shouldn't be in fear, maybe then come up next to them and help them in that area. So I want to also, I, I've never seen this in, in uh, the Psalm 1 chapter 1, verses 1, 2, and 3, but it says here that brings forth his fruit in his season and his leaf also, also shall not wither. And I start thinking about that today. I, we had a pool put in, and so we're the coronavirus is happening. We're swimming in our pool for the first time a few days ago, and my daughter, 13 years old, is delighted to have the pool and to have spring break this week and to have all next week off. And so she's looking forward to that. So while, there, while there's pe tragedy happening, there's blessing happening all the time. And I'm saying that because I've been thinking a lot about trees and fruit and landscaping. And I was a landscaper till my late 20s, early 30s. And so, but this idea of a leaf shall not wither is that we're going to be blessed and bring fruit. But we're also, when we're anchored, I want to... When we're anchored in his word, when we're anchored in living water, when we're anchored in the Holy Spirit, when we're anchored in his love, we're actually more attractive and our language becomes more attractive. Yes, our social media posts become more attractive. Yeah, I think everything about us from the inside out becomes more attractive. And I don't want us to miss this. I don't want us to be like ugly during a crisis uh, I don't want us to be ugly during a political season is usually how I would share it. And I've never quite been able to connect it to a pandemic or anything like that. But I want us to be attractive and see what God, where am I not being attractive? Not where I'm, does everybody like me or any, it, that's, I don't want you to get that idea, but where is my language clear and good and, 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 and kind and loving? Where's my language? Even when I'm trying to lead somebody to not be afraid, am I, am I walking into their darkness and bringing light into their darkness or am I outside in the, in the sunshine shouting to them that they shouldn't be dark in darkness and they're creeping back further into their cave. But as Christians, we walk into darkness unafraid and we bring out the spoils that the enemy has taken in there. So this whole thing started with me and it's kind of gotten out of control, gone, gone long for me. Um, but this whole thing started with humans as trees and, and, and being living trees uh, during the coronavirus pandemic or crisis or whatever it is, is that Christians, you and I, are like trees planted near rivers of water, roots sunken deep, 
even even things that are damaged off of us as a tree can be used for furniture, can be used for firewood, can be used. I mean, it's it's amazing the culture of a tree in poor countries like Africa when you start planting trees that everything is transformed because they can actually make a make a uh, a chair to sit in. They can actually make a fire. And no, I'm I'm just getting off track here, but but. You can gauge your closeness to this river of life by the words you're using, the actions you're taking, the thoughts you're having, and the heart condition that you're living in right now. And you can gauge your closeness to this river of life um, by how you're treating people right now in the worst of times. And I want you to challenge you to... Think of yourself as that, even if you just, in, in meditation or study scripture, you sit there and say, God, I want to sink my roots deep into you. Then maybe you schedule some time to, like, I want to go on Facebook and be a blessing. Maybe you reach out, you message, you text, you email, you, maybe you redo how you pray. Maybe you rethink some of that and you engage in prayer more and more strategic, intentional ways. Not a general prayer alone about God stop the coronavirus, which is fine, but God, what, what's, what's for me in this? What do you want me to see? What do you want me to, to do? How do you want to change my life during this time? Or do I just live through it and, and that's that and it's over? It's something I talk about later. Or, or does he want to shape and form you? And I'm pretty convinced that he wants to shape and to form us. And uh, he wants to have our deeds roots grow deeper in those areas. So be like a tree planted by a river of life during this time. All the time, yes, but it's super important terms ter, ter, during times of turmoil to take a time to chill out, to stop, drop, and roll, or stop, drop, and roll. And man, take care of the, take care of some of the emotions, take care of some of the thoughts. Line yourself up with the news that's coming out of the kingdom of heaven. That's the only news that matters. CNN, Fox, MSNBC, talk radio, Christian news, a lot of it is irrelevant to your heart, to your life, to your peace. A lot of it is superficial on both sides. A lot of it is blowing things out of proportion. A lot of it is uh, just giving you a, like a handy-dandy, this is going to be easier, this is going to be awful, this is the end times, this is that. It does None of that matters. Stop, ask your father. Ask your older brother, ask your comforter what's going on for you, what you need to know, what you need to do, what right now should you do, and then what next. And when you get that peace and that clarity and that confidence you can hear God, everything's going to be better. Whether the virus disappears tomorrow, whether it goes on for a few months, whether it's more devastating than we can imagine, our roots can be sunk in the river of life. All right. God bless you all. Have a great day. Bye.